Next on BYU Sports Nation, a real Halloween treat for BYU fans. What is quarterback Zach Wilson brewing up for an early return from injury? With the Aggies two days away, what if anything is scary about playing Utah State? Plus, how has BYU football tricked and treated you this season? We ain't scurred. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Sports Nation is live. Happy Halloween. License and registration before we begin. Welcome to Studio B. Please stay in the car. Presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, October 31st. Hope you're enjoying a spooktacular day wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Trick or Treat Efficiency Coordinator, Jerem Jordan. All right, show up, get the candy, move on. Let's Mm -hmm. go, people. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to trick or treat with my family. Well, my daughter is. I'm not. uh, Outside of our neighborhood. We're going to Do you realize how fast you were walking, sir? Yes, exactly. I would like to also uh, state that I am an opinion. So here's, here's... Yeah, what's your costume? Can we pull out and show my shirt here? You, the camera. Can you pull out? There you go. Football schedule's too hard. I'm an opinion. That's, that's what I am. You are your opinion. I'm a, I, I love it. I'm an opinion. Yeah, thanks You're an that. opinion. I'm an opinion. Last year you were cold. Yeah, I was just bundled up. I was cold. <laughs> this year you're an opinion. I, I'm the worst at dressing up like this. But someone delivered this to me yesterday. Gave it to me for my birthday. Uh, and it was the best present I got. Yes. That was the best present I got. A happy so good. birthday indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy weekend, Josh. Oh, Halloween. Yeah. And BYU does a big, especially their athletic director, Tom Holmes. Okay, we are sitting and waiting on this to know... What Tom Homo, the athletic director, is going to do. Now, here's a montage visually. I'll describe it for the radio audience of what he's done the last couple years. Albert Einstein, like, so good, right? Mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln? Voldemort? Oh, Voldemort. Voldemort! My eighth cousin, Abe Lincoln? That's real. I can prove it. His eighth Lincoln So good. Is incredible. Mad, the Mad Hatter! <laughs> Les Miles? Oh, wait. Different one. And Ernesto de la Cruz. It's going to be tough to uh, top last year. I mean, year. those are, like... The best ever. He, ever. He makes the viral rounds on Twitter and yeah. Instagram every yeah. year with his Halloween costume. I think yes, he was in the makeup chair for like six hours last year. Darren Ravel tweeted about him uh-huh. the last couple of years and has millions of followers. Incredible. Oh, my god! At what point does he say, okay, I'm, uh, I'm going to tone it down. When he's not while. the AD and he doesn't have access it's true. to it's true. everybody. That's, that's probably when in it's going to happen. 28 years or whatever. This ama- amazing costumes. It, it blows my mind how people will... Invest so much into this holiday. Some people I, are really into it. I, I can respect day. that. Yes, I respect the passions of others. What I, is? What do you feel the most passion for in terms of holidays? Uh, Christmas. Okay, I love Christmas. Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you dress up as anybody on Christmas? Are you a Santa Claus on Christmas? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. I don't dress up. No. I'm not a dress up guy. Sorry. That's it's okay. Yeah. You don't have to apologize. I get, to so, me. Sorry, officer. Clear. Clear. Come on! You're, and you're a police officer. Come, come for on! Those that are I'm the fun police! Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Here is today's show lineup. Mitch Matthews is back. Why the former receiver was so elite against Utah State. And what he recommends for the 2019 Cougars. We'll talk with Utah State head coach Gary Anderson. What concerns him most about this BYU team? Plus a Halloween social media twist. We play trick or tweet. 
with BYU athletes. Time mm-hmm. for your BYU Sports Nation Halloween headlines. We're now just over two days away from BYU and Utah State renewing their long-standing football rivalry and battling for the old wagon wheel in Logan. The Cougars hoping to snap a two-game nightmare of a losing streak to the Aggies. But who's going to start a quarterback? BYU senior, or senior wide receiver rather Micah Simon ready for both Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney to throw him the ball. I'm not sure who you know who's rolling out there Saturday night, but they've both been practicing really well the past two weeks. You know, with the bye week and this week, and uh, looking forward to it. You know, I'm ready to go with uh, with whoever steps up there on the field. Will it be a Jaron Hall Oween week at quarterback? Nice. Kickoff set for 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. Pre-game coverage on BYU TV's Countdown to Kickoff starts at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. By the way, who makes the decision about who's going to play quarterback? I'm, I can't see your eyes. I'm staring into your glasses, so I'm seeing my reflection. It's, supposed to, weird. Inti- it's supposed to intimidate you. It kind of does. Uh, <laughs> quarterback coach Aaron Roderick yes. said he's the one he's who making the call. makes that call, checks with Jeff Grimes, takes it to Kalani. I mean, it'll get approved up the line, but... I, I thought it might be uh, Jeff Grimes or Klein, so that's Yeah, we won't know until Saturday. Right. Quarterback coach Aaron Roderick told the media Zach Wilson is ahead of schedule. Throwing, I saw him throwing footballs today, so yeah, he's way ahead of uh, where we thought. So what does that mean for? I don't, I don't know the exact, I don't know exactly what that means, but I know he's the the, the, the word I heard was way ahead. No timeline for Wilson's return has been set, but that's pretty interesting. We'll discuss when we think maybe BYU might need Zach Wilson the next couple of games. i got to go back and look at Drew Brees' timeline for when he started throwing passes. Well, his was ligaments, right? He didn't break his Yeah, his, his thumb. was more severe, was, right. but he too had a quick comeback, so I'm inclined to see how far it was between him throwing a football and when he actually yeah. played a game. The easiest injury to return from and heal from is broken bones as opposed to tears and ligaments and, and uh, whatnot. So it's it's better that he had a broken thumb than the torn ligaments. Yeah. Great I'm news told. for Zach. Yeah. When does BYU really need right. him? Easy for me season? to see what's easier to return from. Hey, we'll all be treated to an NFL showdown tonight between the undefeated San Francisco 49ers and former BYU linebacker standout Fred Warner. The 49ers visit the Arizona Cardinals tonight on a mission to get to 8-0 at 8 Eastern trying to remain perfect along with Kyle Van Noy and the New England Patriots. Not Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. It's Kyle Van Noy. Okay, we're a little biased here. A little biased. Fred Warner, by the way, has 39 tackles and a forced fumble on the season. Number 11, women's volleyball hosts St. Mary's tonight. Former Cougar men's assistant Rob Browning is in town, head coach of St. Mary's. Watch it on the BYU TV app, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. There will be a Stranger Things costume contest, so that's awesome. Also, BYU looks to continue its stretch of weeks in the top 25, which is our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU women's volleyball this week has been ranked in the top 25 for 100 consecutive weeks. That's incredible. Wow. Just by comparison, the football team's been in the AP top 25 for two weeks the past four seasons. Like, more of that, right? More ranking. That's incredible. Ranked and relevant. That's what it is. We think that ranking equals relevance. You and I believe that. Absolutely. All rise and shout. Do it. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Wilson is way ahead of schedule. BYU sophomore quarterback Zach Wilson throwing passes out of his cast now for a broken thumb. 
Whoa, what does that mean? And will Zach Wilson play in the next few weeks? Liberty, Idaho State, UMass, gauntlet of a three-game schedule that... The easy three, I'm calling them. We all think are three guaranteed BYU wins. So, Jerem, does BYU need Zach Wilson to play prior to the showdown with San Diego State? No. Right now, San Diego State is 7-1 and and ranked. They could be... 9-2 Nine and two at Hawaii the week before BYU is going to be a challenge. What if they're ten and one? Then they're ranked in the top twenty, probably. Oh, I would think so. Right? I haven't played anybody really. Um, don't play Boise State. Only losses Utah State. They're the right, fake right? ID of college football. Let right. me see that again. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Even more appropriate, McLovin. Yeah, <laughs> love it. No, BYU does not need Zach Wilson before San Diego State. In fact, let's see how it plays out. But perhaps. If Jaron Hall starts against Utah State and wins and wins the next three, your boy is going to be coming out four straight wins. And then uh, the conversation's fun about, okay, if Zach Wilson's healthy, does he automatically go in? Because guess what? We're having a conversation right now about a guy who we thought would automatically go in if he was healthy, per se, but he only had one start. That's Jaron Hall, who, who is in a competition to play at Utah State. So I say no. Uh, I, I think if Zach Wilson's ready for San Diego State, that you do play him. He's the number one guy. He won the job. If he's healthy, he should be back in there. What if Baylor Romney starts against Utah State and wins and then proceeds to win the easy three and is 5-0 and oh as a starter? Then will the controversy <laughs> extend to, should Zach Wilson start at San Diego State? Or the, Baylor Romney. Or Baylor Romney. And if and in that case, Jaron Hall's like, how do you enter the transfer portal? Like, <laughs> that would get very complicated, in my opinion. <laughs> I think the best case scenario for BYU is that Jaron Hall starts, beats Utah State, wins the next three, and then boom, you throw in Zach Wilson. If he's ready to go, like, if he's throwing at practice now, I would imagine that in 30 days, 30 days, Zach Wilson would be ready to go. And do you need to play him against UMass or something to warm up for a bigger game against San Diego State? BYU doesn't need Zach Wilson to beat any of those three teams. But it would probably be beneficial for Zach Wilson to have, I don't know, a few reps against UMass or Idaho State the week before just to kind of get back in the groove of things. I think it's nice to have an easy transition back in rather than having to in your first start back from injury, you face one of the toughest defenses that BYU will face all year and on the road at San Diego State. So, yeah, I'd like to see him get a few reps against UMass just to kind of shake off the rust a little bit. And then, boom, San Diego State. You can't take me seriously this costume, no, can you? And, uh, <laughs> and your hat's a special police. <laughs> I cannot. I'm sorry. I am the special police. <laughs> you are. Yes, you are. Oh, man. I'm telling you. Zach Wilson, get a few reps in against UMass, <laughs> transition to San Diego State. All right, the Are fu- you laughing at me? All right, the fuzz. Mm-hmm. Topic two, bringing down a Provo party. It's Halloween, if you didn't know. Spencer's not just dressed up as a cop for fun. So let's ask a holiday-themed question. Look at Pennywise. What spooks you the most about the Utah State game, if anything at all, officer? Okay, the Aggies are coming off a terrible loss. Returning home... With rivalry motivation and some major points to prove. Now, this sounds similar to what BYU was doing when they were coming off a terrible situation following a loss to USF, returning home with rivalry motivation and a point to prove. So, yes, it seems eerily similar to what BYU just did to Boise State. The Cougars 
have to expect this Utah State team to be way better than the one that played against Air Force. I'm going to take off my sunglasses. <laughs> I can so, barely go so it together. So Jerem can compose himself. <laughs> Get it together! <laughs> Huh. I'm, right? I'm, you doing I'm, all right there? I'm BYU in October. You're doing I'm, all right I'm there? I'm good. Okay. Don't you, okay, in all seriousness, don't you think this is a weirdly yes, similar situation to what BYU did to Boise State as to what Utah State is now facing against BYU? Yes and no. They have a lot more to play for. Utah State does. They have a, they have a division title still in the balance. They can control their own destiny against, uh, against uh, Boise State to a degree. Air Force, obviously a challenge, right, in the same division. So perhaps Utah State, yeah. What spooks me? I'll tell you, Utah State's three losses are to good teams. Wake Forest is ranked 23rd. That was the opening loss, by the way, by three points. LSU's ranked number one in the AP poll, number two in the coaches. <laughs> and then Air Force, six and two. 20 and three combined. I mean, that, that's the three losses are understandable, are respectable, I would say. Well, but losing the way they lost to yes, Air Force yes. is different. Um, losing the way they lost to LSU is like, yeah, well, they're like amazing. And LSU, it was in LSU's Death Valley. the top team in college football. The Aggies stink at time of possession. They go fast. They're not looking to be a leader in that. But um, red zone touchdown percentage, they're the worst in college football. You know who's third worst? BYU. Yeah. What spooks me is this stat, which is not our stat of the day, courtesy of Dave McCann. BYU's turnover margin in the two losses to the Aggies in 2017 and 18 is negative nine. Oh, boy. Ten to one. And this season, BYU, in its three wins has not turned the ball over a single time in those games. So turnovers is a huge deal. What spooks me, that Utah State is very good at home. They've won 10 straight non-conference games at home. They're very good there. And that crowd, albeit 25,000, makes some noise, gets loud. They talk a lot, right? This is, this is a big deal when BYU comes to town in Logan. And BYU has lost two in a row, has lost three of five, and has a lot to prove. Can BYU maintain the same sense of urgency that they had against Boise State, I would say that's going to be a challenge. BYU's feeling pretty confident. They're not playing the same, with the same level of desperation and urgency that they were two weeks ago. And Utah State, like you said, comes in uh, like an animal cornered, a little desperate to make a point and play way better than the Air Force game. Now, BYU does have the advantage of coming off of a bye week, which Utah State had the previous two seasons. Both Utah State wins against BYU. I wish BYU didn't. I wish BYU had played this game last week. Even with a quarterback that's not Zach Wilson, with some extra time to prepare and for BYU to be able to watch Air Force? See, I kind of per- like that perhaps, dynamic. Yeah, yeah. I, just in terms of momentum, I want to keep that going. I want to do the Satake show three days later. I want to do all that stuff because BYU had a tremendous win. All right, sunglasses back on for topic three, Jerry. try and hold it together. Okay, yeah, keep it together, man. BYU has been schizophrenic enough this year to bring some serious smiles and some deflating frowns to all of BYU Sports Nation. Where has BYU tricked or treated you this year on the football field? Okay, trick. Hello, Dennis. Uh, BYU, I was tricked against Utah. I thought BYU would be competitive. They were not, and that was very disappointing. Um, Losing to Toledo and South Florida, obviously tricked. Like, whoa, what? I I could argue that it's a treat and a trick that BYU beat USC. That was awesome. That BYU came back at Tennessee in the way it did with Micah Simon and overtime. That was awesome. Obviously, beating Boise State was tricked. Um, This offense has not been as explosive as we thought it'd be. I was a little tricked there, but there have been some real treats. You're right, though. It's been uh, been up and down. Um, I wanted to see BYU come out and be more competitive with Utah at the start of the season. Yeah, cue the people that say, hey, it was a three-point game at halftime. Losers talk about halftime scores, okay? 
Halftime scores, not okay. Yeah. What trick treated you this year? Oh, man. I'm, first of all, the biggest trick that BYU played on me this year was what happened in Tampa. I guarantee to win. I, I guarantee yeah. it. BYU is going to finally win a game in the state of Florida because USF is terrible. They are not good. They are not <sighs> disciplined. BYU had a double-digit lead in that game. Jaron Hall was playing well. Then the second half happened, and USF, up to that point, dismal run offense, ran wild against BYU. That was a mean trick. Like BYU could not slow that down. So USF running all over BYU and winning that game and keeping the Cougars winless in Florida, yikes. But treated, man, in the most fantastic way, as I'm standing next to my producer Travis Cameron at Neyland Stadium in Knoxville, Tennessee, with under 20 seconds to play, and I see Zach Wilson drop back and roll to the right, and I think, Micah Simon kind of looks like he's wide open. <laughs> oh my goodness, he's wide open. That, that was such a treat because it was so unexpected. It'll go down as one of the great last-second comebacks in BYU football history. Zach Wilson's touchdown run against USC was amazing. The BYU coaches against Boise State were Amen. a real treat. Amen. I know that Baylor Romney was fantastic. Matt Bushman was fantastic. Their play calling, their aggressive nature, so that good. was such a treat to watch BYU and the staff do something they haven't really done in a while. Both of those touchdown passes, fourth and one, the flea flicker, double reverse, incredible stuff. Serious Ag- Aggressive, creative, yes. customized, progressive, like so good. There have been some really highs, and, and that's, that's what's tough, right? You see how good BYU can be, and yeah. then you think, wait, what happened against Toledo and South Florida? Because if BYU wins those two games, they don't go into the Boise State game with the same level of urgency and motivation. But, but I think BYU's matched up pretty well with Boise State outside of Boise State teams that win New Year's Six games. Like, those are other-level uh, Boise State teams. BYU could have had a season that we feel different about, right? If, if BYU is sitting here at 5-2, and two, it's a different convo. Now, if BYU beats Utah State and then proceeds to win the next three and are on a five-game win streak, Amazing. then the USF loss and the Toledo loss, maybe it's worth it because it created yeah. such adversity and required a drastic change in the staff. That Why did that have to happen is my I know. question it, it before hurts. that, right? It yeah. hurts, but maybe that's a good thing because then everything changed. Right. I yeah. want BYU just to be ready every time. Like, be ready for Toledo. Yes. Let's go. Our question of the day. Where has BYU tricked or treated you this season? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. And on Twitter, at Doug Heath. Trick. Fourth quarters against Toledo on USF. Treat. USC, 64 yards to Micah Simon against Tennessee, and one terrific shoe throw. Zach Daw, that was so funny, right? And so weird. Coming up, former Ricks college player turned Utah State head coach Gary Anderson joins us. And Mitch Matthews on the most elite part of this BYU football team oh, right oh, now. Oh, of course that would come up. Halloween continues <laughs> on BYU Sports Nation next. Special police in the house. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight I watched WCC Player of the Week McKenna Miller and the 11th ranked BYU women's volleyball team host St. Mary's on the BYU TV app at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Stranger Things uh, themed tonight. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton, the special police, alongside an opinion Jerem Jordan. I'm an, I'm an opinion. <laughs> Joining us now on the desk in Studio B, longtime friend of the program, the always yes. elite 
Former BYU standout Mitch Matthews. Oh, Mitch, Mitch, welcome. Yo, guys. Appreciate that introduction, man. Hey, you've you always had my back. Yeah, always. <laughs> always had my back. And most people do that. I, BYU fans that I meet, most people do, man. They, they always say that. So they echo Let's you. Let's go, more. man. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah. You, know you can't disagree you know with the badge. You no, know no, can't disagree you, with the yeah, badge. There's no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got to respect authority. <laughs> Mitch, uh, let's uh, start with what's going on in your life. What, what have you been up to since yeah. the 2015 season? For those that haven't followed you on social media and your, your adventure, sure. it's, it's been pretty crazy. Yeah, it's been, it's been a wild one. I mean, Long story short, uh, 2015 was my last year. Uh, I played it with a couple, a few teams actually in the NFL. Was with the Chiefs first, was undrafted, then the Browns, then the Vikings, and then the Dolphins. That was two years ago. Ever since then, I, I've, I've transitioned to the life of an entrepreneur and started my own business in pest control. So we, we're down in the Southeast, Atlanta, Dallas, and Houston. So things have gone really, really well. And uh, it's been a unique change, but. Um, you know, my life is, uh, as a competitor, that's what I really am, is, was, is move from football to entrepreneurship, and so it still allows me to, to compete. And because our business has grown so much, uh, we actually, my wife and I, Maddie Matthews, formerly Maddie Lyons, we just moved back to Lehigh, built a house up there in Lehigh, so we're, we're back in the homeland. Back. Yeah, that's, that's great, awesome, man. man. And if people follow you on social media, they are plugged into what you're doing because you yeah. are you are big time on on uh, Instagram, especially. Yeah, yeah, you love it. Yeah, I mean, right. I just feel like if if uh, if you have a mission and in, in, uh, you're doing something that you believe is great, you might as well. I mean, you might as well let people know about it. And so, they, I mean, my, my my passion now is influencing people. When I was when I played here, I mean, people knew that I that I was I tried to be the the emotional leader of the team. And uh, if morale was down, I, I I was the first one on the scene to to make it right. And uh, and so I feel like I'm the emotional leader of my business, and uh, I do everything I can to make sure that, that people know about it. If you have a mission, you better be a good storyteller, you better tell it. I think that moment was reflected in terms of the energy that you bring in uh, right after the Hail Mary. You run out to, like the team <laughs> celebrates, and then you run to midfield and just, just throw <laughs> in your arms around. Like, I, I, I have reenacted that. We reenacted that. So is Legos. We've yeah. reenacted that too as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome, yeah, right? yeah. We know the guy that did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The program. Yeah, yeah, great. Great stuff. That's awesome. And by the way, uh, your pest control business, Anthem. I love, yes. I love the stop Anthem yeah, absolutely, yeah, right? movement that you yeah, have exactly. going on. Appreciate that. Great Thank stuff. You. Uh, Mitch, you had great success against Utah State specifically. This week, BYU at Utah State. Yeah. Can you, you take three him touchdown seriously as a cop, by the way? Yeah. Can you no, take I, yeah, well, it'll be a permanent smile. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you had three touchdown catches in 2013. Had another big game in 2015. Long touchdown catch. Why is it that you had such great success against Utah State specifically? Oh, that's too easy. Look at that. Yeah, I, I just believe that they were they're, they're rivals. I mean, they really are. And, and the, the way that they've performed, I mean, I think we went, what, 20-plus years without losing those guys. And it's been back and forth, and even heavier success their way you know, the last few years. There's Taysom I saw him this morning, and we worked out together. But that, that game was my first three touchdowns of my career that game. And what's funny is it's very fitting because all of my family, and I mean all of my extended family, are big, big Utah State fans. Every family picked picture is everyone in Aggie gear and then the Matthews are in BYU gear and so <laughs> I grew up watching those guys and so I felt good to, to, to do it against them and uh, the games we played against them they were typically freezing especially that last one freezing oh, cold. So cold and I looked I always looked at those type of games as an opportunity to, to perform because everyone hates playing in those games so I said you know what if I can just bear this cold for four hours I'll perform well and uh, um, it's a rivalry game you have to it, those games come down typically to two or three really big plays so, and that's the swing of the game. And so I felt like that was my opportunity to do it against those guys. Yeah, you happen to make like all of those big plays. Tomasi Lalu at the end of the half. That was a fun Unreal, one, right? man. That was, that was amazing. That yeah. was amazing. I celebrated harder for that than I mean, any of my catches. <laughs> that was awesome. That was and time ran out, so we had to get in. Yeah, exactly. So the exactly. There yep. was awesome. Yep. So Taysom Hill apparently in town. Awesome. By week, maybe. Um, yep. I'm assuming. Uh, 
describe what it's been like to see what he's doing in the NFL. Like we're seeing, we're seeing perhaps not the full amount of Taysom Hill, yeah. but a large portion. Yeah. So I would say the world is surprised, like that he's almost reinventing the the, the football wheel in a sense in his in his sphere, but. The people that play with him, and especially his close friends, you're not surprised at all. Like, I played with that guy for four years from, I mean, we, we golfed together, we, we were a softball team together, played basketball together, played football together. And, and that was for four straight years, we became really close. It's no surprise to me what he's doing. It's no surprise to the, 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 his teammates what he's doing, because he's such an incredible athlete. He's a, to me, he's, I played on four different teams in the NFL. And still, to this day, I would still consider him top three best athletes I've ever played with. Wow. Ooh, Along with three. who else? Top three. Uh, in terms of just freak athletes, I think um, Terrell Pryor was a freak. He was a freak. Ty- Tyreek Hill, he was my roommate. Um, and RG3, great athletes. And, and Taysom Hill would be up there. He really would be. And oh. there's different types of athletes. There's speed athletes. There's guys that are super strong and big. Taysom's just that he heals faster than everybody else. He's super big and runs as fast as he does. He's super strong and He's a different type of athlete, but I would honestly say there's no surprise to me what he's doing. There's zero surprise. I, I knew there was something would come of, of him uh, after all of his injuries because he, he just he heals like not a normal human should heal. Yeah. And he, he does abnormal things all the time, and I've seen that. And so for me to see what he's doing, no surprise, but to the world, it probably is a shock. Yeah. It's so gnarly that he has more touchdown catches than name all these guys. Some, OBJ, Travis Kelsey, all these guys. Yeah, right. Insane. Exactly. He's, yeah. You know, and... and the cool thing about him is he walks into a locker room and you examine you know, him up and down and you're like, oh my gosh, who made you? Like, how are you built? Like, you, you really God. are. He's yeah. a you super really are. soldier. I mean, even today I caught myself just like, oh my gosh, I forgot about like, this build. And so he probably, walked into the, he probably walked into the Saints locker room and they're probably like, well, we just got to, just out of curiosity alone, we got to try him at this position and at this position and this one and this one and then a few more too, just out of curiosity alone. And I, I would too. So, Mitch Matthews with us on BYU Sports Nation. We're discussing Taysom Hill. Man, it's been fun to watch the pendulum swing from that emotional moment you had with him after the sure. miracle pass from Tanner Mangum at Nebraska where you're embracing him and knowing that his season's going to end again now to this point. I mean, it's, yeah. ju- it's just crazy Wild. how far the pendulum has swung. Yeah. So Taysom and I were really, really close because there were so many times where you know, in the off season, he's healthy. We're training ruthlessly together. We have big plans. We're setting goals together. You know, catches, touchdown passes by him. What he's going to do this year? What I'm going to do? And then it always seemed like it just got cut short by an injury. And so it was just always super emotional when it happened because for the six months of the off season, we're like, no, we've been planning for this. What happened? And I think one year I got hurt, hurt my shoulder, and then the other three years he got hurt. And so especially our senior years together, and at the time it was his senior year. We were so prepared for a big year. Both of us had wanted to go to the NFL, and we were so planned and ready to go. And it happened first, second quarter. He goes down, and I didn't really know during the game. I didn't really find out until after. That's why it was such right. an emotional embrace. Yeah. And it was just him and I became really close because we, we wanted success so badly together, and we trained together, did everything together. And so uh, to have it go down like that, it was really hard for both of us. But, yeah. I mean, it's turned out well in, in life for both of us, and in, especially for him in football. It's, it's, uh, life's, life's going really well for him. Let's talk about this year's BYU football team. How would you characterize yeah. this team that's had some really nice wins and some head-scratching losses? Yeah. Uh, man, it just goes back to me that schedules can be so fragile. Like, guys, fans, and everyone have been so upset and, and just so, like, pulling their hair out about what has happened. And you, know, you look at the wins, it's just a big – it's been a big roller coaster this year. But what I'll say is you, you take those, lo- those losses that, I mean, let's be honest, should have been wins, should have been teams that we steamrolled over. BYU's ranked. 
in my opinion. I mean, they are. And so uh, it's so crazy how fragile, that's the word I use, is fragile a schedule can be. One loss can ruin your year. Two bad losses can ruin your year. Even though you have two great losses or wins against ranked teams, those two bad losses can be kind of a black eye. But the team has talent. They've done really, really well. It's just consistency this year. They've lost to teams they shouldn't have lost to. Um, but they have playmakers that I really like to watch. What's the most elite part of this BYU football team? Nice. Uh, man, um, Bushman. He's fun to watch. Matt Bushman's fun to watch. I like him a lot. And uh, I just think he's a playmaking tight end. I was actually talking to his father-in-law this morning, um, Chad Lewis, and I was saying the coolest part about your son-in-law is that he doesn't have to be wide open to make a play. A lot of guys that play with in college or the NFL, they had to be wide open, no one around them to make a play. They have to be super fast and get there. But, man, that guy makes plays when, I mean, he's reaching around people, he's jumping over people. And I like that because that was a style of play that I had, is, is you didn't have to be wide open to make a big play. So that's why I respect that guy a lot, and the tight ends are great. We need your positivity on the sideline more often. The Matthews Magic That's at right. Tennessee, Tennessee against USC. USC. Like, Boise State. It. Boise State. I was right. I was there. I was okay. There. I was there. Interesting. State. You weren't at Toledo and USF. I, I, was, I was not. I, was gonna, I should have flown out. <laughs> well, then. Who's going to fly me out? We, we do want to mention, you're going to join us on November 30th for the pre- and post-game coverage yep. for the San Diego State. Very game. excited. So we're yeah. very excited about that. I'm very excited. It's going to be yeah. fun. I, was, I actually Instagrammed out. Speaking of Instagrammed out, I said, it's, it's funny because you can always be a little bit more opinionated now that you're not playing on the team anymore. So, yeah, it's, uh, I mean... I'm going all out. All, 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 opinions, all opinions coming out. The producer will have a fun time with that one. Yeah, exactly. Me. Yeah, exactly. It's great to have you, man. Well, it's great yeah. to have you in studio. Let's have you sign the flag. Yes, let's do it. Yes. Mind signing this flag for it. us? Let's get it. It's been a minute since we had you in studio. This is a new you've, flag? This is a new like, flag. Yeah, you've you've signed the previous yeah. two flags. You haven't signed this flag, though. Yeah. This is, this is Mitch the Entrepreneur. So there we go. Okay, coming up, we play some trick or tweet. And our conversation with Utah State head football coach Gary Anderson. What scares him the most about about BYU. This is BYU Sports Nation. Used to be this guy for Matt Wells. <laughs> Saturday, watch Countdown to Kickoff live at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific on BYU TV as Dave, Blaine, David, and Spencer get you ready for BYU and Utah State. We're going to have a deep blue feature on a super fan battling brain cancer, the scouting report on why Jordan Love hasn't quite been the same quarterback this year, and of course, Spencer delivers a taste of Logan. Is this not the perfect music for my costume? <laughs> like, like it's chips or something? This is goofy, man. It's goofy. I know. That's this. I show. made you laugh so hard you couldn't even respond during the opening segment of the show. I think that's happened only two other times in the show or something. What's episode? Episode what? 1626? 1626. We say one we're saying 1626. Yes. So if it's season three, episode seven, you would say episode three oh seven. It's yes. not the three hundred seven. Right, yeah. But Today's literally episode 1,600. It, it doesn't happen often when we lose it, when you lose it specifically. Oh, I lose it emotionally all the time, sometimes <laughs> laughing, crying, screaming. All right, BYU Sports Nation, happy Halloween once again. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Quarterback Aaron Roderick says Zach Wilson was throwing at practice yesterday and is ahead of schedule. There's no timeline for his return. Also, BYU isn't going to announce the starting quarterback. Until the game begins. Oh, uh, yeah. Cougars in the NFL. We're all going to be treated to an NFL showdown tonight. The undefeated San Francisco 49ers and Fred Warner at linebacker visit the Arizona Cardinals 8 Eastern. The Niners trying to remain perfect along with the New England Patriots. Warner has 39 tackles and a forced fumble this season. Volleyball. Number 11, women's volleyball host St. Mary's tonight. Former Cougar men's volleyball assistant coach Rob Browning in town as the head man for the Gales. Watch it on BYU TV's app at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Basketball. BYU basketball and Mark Pope 
His era begin tomorrow when the Cougars host UT Tyler in an exhibition game at the Marriott Center. Tip-off set for 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, live on BYU TV. Who's going to be the first starting five? I'm fascinated to see. Golf. The women's team took second place at the Rainbow Wahine Invitational at two over. Cougars have finished in the top three in three straight tournaments. Jimmer. Fredette had 16 points in his last outing. In the Greek Basket League, he is shooting 70-plus percent from the three-point line. He was three for eight in his last outing. Panathinaikos, his Greek team, takes on Anadolu Ifas today at 2 p.m. Eastern. Good luck to Jimmer. Coming up, trick or tweet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We'll explain, I promise. Plus, the head football coach from Utah State, Gary Anderson, on what concerns him most or scares him most about BYU. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Papa! It's so intense. The Mark Pope era begins tomorrow night as BYU Hoops plays its only public public exhibition of the season tomorrow night against UT Tyler, live from Hawkins, Indiana, or Provo, Utah, <laughs> on BYU TV at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. <laughs> this is my favorite Papa. Halloween track, it, because it's the closest to stream. Someone in the building's 11 today. It's awesome. I love we it. had the opportunity earlier this week to speak with Utah State head coach Gary Anderson about his team coming off a 31-7 loss against Air Force, where the Aggies were dominated. What team's going to show up against BYU and what concerns him most about the Cougars? We are two-on-one with Utah State head coach Gary Anderson. Coach, you have a very unique relationship with Kalani Satake and one that has extended over a number of years. How has it evolved over those years as you two have crossed paths? Oh, I think it's, uh, you know, it's continually grown in a positive way from, uh, from a professional standpoint and really from a personal standpoint, you know, as you... As you go through this profession, you go through all the ups and the downs and the goods and the bads. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, the friendship always helps in the good and helps in the bad and helps in the okay. So, uh, you know, I've had the opportunity to obviously hire Kalani and, and work with him, and um, that's been awesome. And uh, continue to watch him grow and his family grow and um, have the success that he's had as a coach is, is uh, you know, it's it's great to see. And, you know, it's, it's rewarding as uh as uh, kind of, I guess, early on as a mentor or whatever, as you're, uh, uh, he's under us as an assistant, and he continues to grow and develop, and becomes a head coach. So, he's a, gr- he's a great man. I love him. Great family man. Uh, grinder, tough guy, and uh, you know he's, uh, uh, he, and probably most importantly, he's a really, really good friend. Coach, how's your team responded to practice this week thus far after after the loss at Air Force? Very well. You know, this is a resilient crew. They understand that uh, this is a competitive game, and we're playing good teams. And uh, you know, we've had an opportunity to play and beat a few good teams. We've uh, not done so well against a couple other good teams, and ended up on the uh, on the on the losing side of it. But they they deal with the losses. I think the best thing about them is is they don't just walk through it and just okay move on to the next game and let's forget about that one. It does it hurts. Um, it stings badly. I think they just put a little notch in their memory for the those losses, and they they remember that. Uh, but they do bounce back. You know, our our, our whole philosophy is is to you, you have to remember those losses, and you also have to remember the wins. But when you come back and you get back here at 1:45 on Monday, we need to put it in the rearview mirror. But you know, keep the good experiences still in the back of your head. Keep those bad experiences back in your head, and I think that always helps you become a competitor. But uh, they they move on uh, in a good way. 
had a good start to uh, BYU last week, and or excuse me, uh, yesterday, and we'll continue to to grow through the the process here. But they're they love football, and I think that's one great thing about it is is they're they're fun to be around, and quite frankly, they they bring me back uh, uh, much faster than uh, than I can bring myself back, I suppose. <laughs> Utah State head coach Gary Anderson with us on BYU Sports Nation. Maybe resilience and energy are the strengths of this team, but when it comes to on the field play. What is the strength of this team when they get in between the lines? Well, I think we, uh, at times, you know, we, we need to kind of find ourselves with that. I think that's a great question right now. Offensively, we, you know, we, we, we look at to be a uh, fast-paced offense that gets up and down the field and you know, keeps, keeps defenses off pace. And quite frankly, we've struggled with that a bit um, as we've gone through um, the last few weeks. And it's not just a, a single part. It's as, as it is on everything when you talk about a team sport, it's a whole. And uh, I don't just include the offense on that. I include the offense, defense, special teams. And you know, we need to work to get that to be um, who we are. And uh, you know, I want, we want people to look at us and say, hey, this is a fast-paced offense. Uh, we move up and down the field. We try to keep defenses off pace for as far as their calls and the things that they're doing. And um, that's who we want to be. Uh, we were like that early. Wake Forest game, I felt like we were really like that. We were like that at times in our, in our three conference wins that we've had. Um, we were like that against Stony Brook. So that needs to be our identity on defense, you know, much as much as the Cougars are. We want to be a defense that uh, prides themselves on being physical, being sound, uh, fundamentally tackle well and play good team defense, and then change the game in a positive way on special teams as a goal every single week. And when we've won, uh, especially in those tight conference games that we've been in, uh, our special teams has changed the way. It changed the game in a very positive, positive way. So I think we've been pretty good in that area. Um, and that would be us. That's who we'd like to be on paper. Let's specifically focus on the quarterback position. Jordan Love, everybody knows how great of a player he is and how talented he is. How would you evaluate his year thus far? Well, you know, the, the offense hasn't been exactly what we wanted it to be, and it's so natural to just draw your eyes and uh, to, to Jordan. And, uh, you know, I've gone back and I've watched just even last week's game a couple times, and there's, there's, there's many opportunities for this offense to take off, and there's many opportunities for this offense to explode, which in turn would include Jordan Love having big plays, which is everybody wants to see. So I think he's handled a little bit of adversity extremely well. Um, he's battled through uh, every single day. It's important as coaches that uh, we understand we need to help the offense get better, which in turn is going to help Jordan Love get better. So, you know, the uh, I guess you would call it some adversity that we've gone through on the offensive side of the ball. I think Jordan's handled it like a, a professional student athlete. He battles, he doesn't point fingers, he gets up and he plays the next snap and, you know, I, I really believe that it's it's real close to exploding and taking off. We just have to make sure that we continue through the grind and it doesn't always come up roses every single day and um, he's a great player, he's a tremendous young man, he is our leader um, of the football team and he He's the leader of the offense, obviously, so he's uh, working to continually get better every game and every week and every practice, which is what he needs to do right now, what we need to do to help him you know, kind of break out. Yeah, Coach, when you got a guy like Jordan Love and the infectious personality of Gerald Bright with his smile, I can see why it doesn't take you long for you to come around again around this team. Yeah, Gerald Bright definitely has that. Uh, he's got that smile, and he's just another kid that absolutely loves football. And when you see a senior like him, and you know, with his leadership, and we don't have a big senior class. In fact, it's a very small senior class. And you know, he walks back in, and, and as, a, as a back in that situation, it could be very easy for him to sit back and say, you know, we we've got this, and we've got Jalen Warren, and he knows we ought to have two backs. He's accepted that role extremely well. Um, he's played well when we've needed him in big games to be able to close out the game and in the run game, and uh, 
uh, but he is infectious and he's dynamic and he's exciting to be around and you just want a kid like that to have a ton of success this senior year for himself and for his team and you know that that drives you uh, a young man like Gerald Bright drives you when you look at the BYU quarterback situation, it's unique because they have Baylor Romney coming off of a win against Boise State, Jaron Hall coming off of concussion protocol. We're not sure who's going to start, so what's your philosophy when you have to prepare for multiple quarterbacks that have a different skill set? Well, you look and uh, study the film, and you know you, you get ready for both, which I don't see a dramatic change within the, with the scheme of the offense with uh, either young man playing. Uh, they've both been successful. They've both done good things, and you know BYU is they, they have good quarterbacks, and uh, they're able to recruit high-level quarterbacks and continually get those young men there in the program. And um, it's just it's a, it's a, a great testament to the recruiting, um, to their ability to be able to get great players there, and you're sitting back there, you got your number two quarterback, and all of a sudden you have your number three quarterback, and you go beat a ranked team in Boise. Um, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a great accomplishment um, for the young men uh, as a team and, a, and as the quarterback as well. And So they'll, uh, they'll be good, but we don't sit back and say it dramatically changes one quarterback or, or the other. Uh, they had a very good game plan against Boise and executed some key, key plays in, uh, in key moments, key situations, and uh, you know the quarterback was a big part of what are your overall impressions of this team in general? I mean, there's so many with, with all the relationships and you know guys and you know their tendencies and how they like to coach and you recruit a lot of the same players and things like What are your overall impressions of, of, what, of this BYU team in general? Uh, what you would expect, much much in the same as when uh, you've watched BYU for many, many years. The physical, tough, sound defense, uh, run to the football um, they, you know, they like the game of football. You can see that on film offensively. Keep you off pace. Um, you know, don't let you kind of scheme them down into a whole week in a week out and say, hey, this is exactly what we're going to do. A big offensive line that, uh, you know, I don't know where they all come from, but sometimes it looks like they're all stamped out of a um, of a machine down there somewhere where they make these guys. So they're all uh, they're all big, strong, physical kids and and, and good athletes. And you know, I've already talked about the quarterback and. You know, running back wise, we've known those guys in recruiting, other than the young man that transferred, um, I believe, from Mississippi State, if I'm not misspoken on that. Is that correct? You're talking about uh, Isupa? Yeah, yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the tra- yeah, yeah from yeah, he's yeah. from Rice. So, Okay, okay, Rice, excuse me. So, um, But, you know, we know a lot of those kids through recruiting also, and you're correct that we do bang around and recruit some of the same guys as we go through time. But uh, it, uh, it looks like a BYU team should look. Um, you know, good-looking team that likes to play the game of football and, and uh, in my opinion, is extremely well coached. So you have to – and that would prove on what they've done on the football field. You know, there's – everybody always uh, on the outside has all the answers, but this BYU team has beat some really, really good football teams, and, you know, they've, uh, they've lost to some really good football teams also and they're battling and they're in a good spot and that's why I believe this will be a heck of a football game. Gary, it's great to catch up with you. Uh, Let's finish with this. We've had the privilege of working closely with uh, your current director of football operations, Zach Nyborg, when he was in a similar position at BYU for a short time. Uh, Frankly, I need something to tease him about, so what can you put in my arsenal? Well, you need to get married. That's easy. That's the easiest one in the whole world right there. There's, and, and, you know, we've kind of had him everywhere we can, right? Okay. Well, I mean, he, he came, he came, he's been with me for a while at two or three different places, and then he goes with you guys. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, if, he, if that guy can't go find a girl in Provo, then what is going on? I mean, we got some serious issues. So, um, and, and I keep telling him every single day, you know, that funnel gets a little bit smaller every single day. So it uh, gets tougher and tougher the older he gets. Now he's bald, so it's even harder to find a girl. I mean, the list goes on and on. <laughs> 
Okay, you've given me ample. Coach, great to catch up with you. Look forward to seeing you and Logan this Saturday. All right, guys, take care. Go Aggies. Utah State head coach Gary Anderson, always a treat, and always has to throw in a dig against our guy Zach Nyborg. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Tom Homo, we talked about it at the top of the show. Yeah. Epic costumes, like every year. Epic, epic, epic. And for the first time, he is joining us in studio to reveal his mm-hmm. costume. Mm-hmm. He's here right now. I'm lightly terrified of him. <laughs> he is the genie from Aladdin, and it's incredible. Oh, my gosh. Tom Homo. And he's in to, character. He's here to grant wishes in Studio B. Sports Nation, you ain't never had a friend like me. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Look, ears. Uh, now, you, you, you said you have an, a beard card and an earring And a card. male earring card. Male one earring card. One, one male earring card. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. How long did this take to uh, get into Oh, my, my dear friend Janine Hollenshaus from Theater Arts. Uh, I'd say we got, we got going about 6 a.m. Wow. I walked out of there about 9.15. <laughs> but we had a whole year to catch up on what was going on in athletics and in theater. Yeah. This is a huge collaborative effort. And you've told me before, like, this months of planning, like, and, and ideas get bounced around. So how, how did you settle on this? Really, I mean, no credit to me. I might pick the character. But Janine and then my, my sister-in-law, Rhonda Montgomery, she does the costume. She, these two are the master um, seamstress, Rhonda, and the master makeup artist, Janine. So I just send them things through the course of the year saying, could you pull this off? Could you do this? Could you do this? And they just <laughs> I'm, get stuck with pins and poked with paint and stuff. But uh, it all comes together. Oh, hopefully. Tom, it's incredible. Like the, bald, this, this- the bald cab looks really good. The ball cap. I shaved my head for this. <laughs> the legacy that you have established on Halloween is incredible. It's tradition. It's all about tradition, right? Yes. So uh, I, I think I got it started when uh, I came in the girls' women's volleyball and, or women's soccer. They all dress up. And I came out to practice one day, and they're all dressed up. And they're like, where's your costume? I'm like, oh, it's on, huh? <laughs> we, we get to dress up. Okay. And you know, now a lot of our teams dress up. And uh, it's, a, it's kind of fun for me to be able to see the teams have a lot of fun on Halloween Day. Uh, there's a lot of t- tension and pressure and anxiety around athletics. And on Halloween, you can let your hair down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, you handing out wishes today? Mm. Yes. I do have my uh, lamp. Can we get that up there? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so all athletes today and coaches, are you guys athletic? You, you, you get three. You get three rubs hey, of the genie bottle. Okay. You're, all right. You're, you're looking at a. I think a, you know one of them for me. All-state basketball player from Northridge High School in 2000. Academic all-state. Academic all-state. <laughs> right. Yeah. So well, I what's with the shirt? Oh, you know, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Jer- Jerem's costume. I'm an opinion. Is, he's an opinion. I'm an opinion. Today. Yeah, that's yeah. a good. Yeah, that's a good opinion. I appreciate. You, one that. of my one of my uh, one of my wishes would be used on that one. I guess. <laughs> Well, Tom, this is awesome. You've outdone yourself again. Congratulations. Thank you. Very hey, nice. go Cougs. Go, Got a go. bunch of games coming up. Let's go. go. Man, absolutely. And uh, I'm staying. My uh, makeup artist today, Janine, said, you know, this isn't like uh, Voldemort where the white comes off. You're going to be blue for a few days. I said, well, <laughs> I got Utah State on Saturday. It's all good. Night, that works. So it's all good. That works. It's all good. That yeah, works. and it's a shade of blue that you would put with BYU it's kind over of a Utah little, State. Kind so. of a little royal, huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's I royalish. Like it. I like it. I'm down with Will it. Will Smith, awesome. Tom Homel. Tom, it's, it's great to have you in Studio B. Thanks for stopping by and uh, for continuing this amazing trend of Halloween costume awesomeness. Go Cougs. Go yes, Cougs. Sir. Let's go. Coming up, Dave McCann throws the hammer down. What did he say? <laughs> And we have an update 
from Redcoat Girl, Jeremy. Yeah. This is BYU Sports Nation. I thought it was Halloween. It's Christmas for her. That costume is Welcome back to a special Halloween edition of BYU Sports Nation. Wow. We have truly been tricked and treated today, most recently from Tom Homo, who brought in the next great costume. Oh, so good. The genie? Are you kidding me? Holy cow. <laughs> he had the shoes, too. It was like everything. He, got, he told us he got his shoes from India. Like He had to buy them on Amazon, and they Legit. were shipped from India. Legit. These gold genie shoes. <laughs> so good. So good. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcast, by the way, as a Halloween reminder. The show is also on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Where has BYU football tricked or treated you this year? Hashtag BYUSN. Let's go to our Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. On Twitter from at NickLee51. BYU tricked me into thinking they were a nine-win team after beating USC. But they also treated me to now one of my most cherished sports memories, traveling to Tennessee to watch them win at Rocky Top. That was pretty awesome, right? Some pretty cool memories this year. Now, technically speaking, Jerem, BYU could still be a nine-win team still. if they went out and win a bowl game. Yeah. That is not out of the realm it's, of it's, possibilities. It's not out. No, it's still possible. Let's it's go. crazy. Today's rise and shout-outs. For me, I'm giving it to our friend, colleague, BYU TV's Dave McCann, who tweeted out last night, true story, a Utah fan visiting KSL, where Dave works, sought me out to express how much she enjoyed beating BYU. I politely let her finish, and then I expressed how much we enjoyed beating USC. The joy left her countenance, and she left. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay, mine goes to Brooke underscore Lynn 108, a.k.a. Redcoat Girl, who danced uh, uniquely at the Boise State home game. Well, she got a blue coat Hey-o! from Associate Athletic Director Liz Darter. Yeah, so congratulations go. to Brooke. Brooke. We thought it was Halloween. It's actually Christmas for Brooke. Congratulations. That is awesome. We need a side-by-side of her uh, dancing in that unique fashion in the red coat. And now with... Uh, we need a blue coat, coat version against yes. uh, Liberty maybe next week or something. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Our thanks to today's guest, Mitch Matthews, and Utah State head football coach Gary Anderson. Both were fantastic. I would say Mitch Matthews is the lead on the I am so happy right now. You're like stunned. You're like, oh my god! So happy right now. Sorry to Dennis Pitt. I ran out of time. Conversation continues 24 seven on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYU. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Marcus Matthews. We'll see you tonight on the BYU TV app for BYU volleyball. They continue number eleven ranked team in the country at nine Eastern. Happy Halloween, everyone. I'm homo. Genie. Oh my god. Do it.